Hello, hello, everyone. This is Gary. Let's talk some soccer, shall we? Well, guys, hope everybody's doing well. Um, welcome to the pod if you haven't checked us out before. <clears throat> Probably very few people know this, but Josh, my son, and I started Let's Talk Soccer with this podcast. Well, not this exact one, but with a podcast. <clears throat> uh, and that was, gosh... This coming December will be four years, I think, and um, it's something that we've always just kind of done for ourselves. We've never really publicized it or promoted it because, you know, let's face it, the the sound quality isn't all that great. Um, There's really no production quality to this. It's just an opportunity for for he and I to uh, talk about our shared love of football you know, with a particular focus on the Premier League and, of course, Fantasy Premier League or FPL. And then a few months after that, we started the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page, which is known uh, by, you know, an exponential amount more people than know of or even listen to this podcast. And that's been our main outlet, our main platform um, but we do have this podcast, so we figured we're going to make the most of it. It's an opportunity to interact with people, um, maybe that we haven't interacted with yet, or at least in a different way than we have in the past. And it allows us to share things in ways that either aren't possible or are really complicated to try to do through social media. And let's face it. It's a lot faster to record a podcast than it is to create a brand new post of every thought uh, or little insight or tip that we may have, piece of data, whatever it may be. Um, you know, we're going to really focus on this podcast moving throughout the season, and we need your help. And not really from a listenership standpoint, although thank you. For listening, but really more from a you know, a content standpoint. What are the things uh, that you want to know about? The uh, dilemmas that you find yourself in. You know your, your choices between players, when to play a chip, what to do next, and so on. And that's actually what today's focus is going to be. Uh, a couple days ago, we posted and asked on our Instagram page for uh, people to submit their Game Week 2 questions. So that is what we will address today. And I'm sure that many of you share similar questions to those that are being asked and those that that we'll talk about here. Before I get into that, though, I do want to quickly acknowledge and endorse uh, a resource for us that has really been a game changer ever since we started using it. And that resource is Fantasy Football Hub. And in all transparency, we do have an affiliation with that. Um, and so I don't want this to come across as a commercial or uh, as us trying to uh, not be transparent. We will always be, and we always have been transparent with everyone in the Let's Talk Soccer community. 
So this is us doing exactly that here. But we would use Fantasy Football Hub or a tool like it, even if we didn't have a, a an ongoing relationship with them. The the data, the opta data that's available through there, and that's not something that you can just access on a whim on your own. Now there will be bits and pieces of of opta data here and there, but to get the full amount of data, um, you have to subscribe to that. So um, it, it does cost something. Now, not only do you get that something with Fantasy Football Hub, but there's so much other stuff. Um, you know, there's, there's tools like player comparison tools. So you can do that side-by-side -side comparison of maybe two players that you're trying to decide on and, and see that visually and really take in that that difference, comparisons uh, versus each other. There's a, a points prediction tool that they recently launched, which is phenomenal. It's exactly what you would think it would be. It's predicted points for you know every player that's loaded up in FPL, um, you know either for that next game week or you can even go out as far as, eight game weeks ahead. Um, and not only in that tool can you look at predicted points, you can look at um, any time goal scoring odds, which is from the books makers, um, any time assists, any time clean sheets, any time returns of one sort or another. So um, it's, it's a fantastic tool. If you go to the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page and just look for Let's Talk Soccer, if you haven't been there, I think we're the only one like that. It's just at Let's Talk Soccer and go to the link in our bio. Uh, you will not only get a free trial, and I believe that's a one-week free trial, so you can really try it. The season's going on. Uh, it's the perfect time to, to use something like this. So not only the free trial, but also... A 15% discount. And when you look at these prices, even without the discount, it's nearly nothing. You know, uh, on a per month basis, it's, I think, only just a couple, maybe a few pounds, depending on the, the level of uh, service that you subscribe to. But, you know, you also get 15% off on top of that. So we would recommend that strongly actually recommend to you that whether it's Fantasy Football Hub or a similar type of resource, if they have a free trial, give it a shot. You have absolutely nothing to lose. But that sort of data is, is so empowering and so insane. You know, the, the eye test, the quote-unquote eye test that a lot of FPL managers, including us, use is great but can only get you so far. Um, you know, if we're looking for in-form players, out-of-form players, uh, and so on, this is the way to do that versus just guessing. Um, you know, it's, it's a way to really measure and monitor progress and, and value uh, to you as, uh, as an FPL asset. You know, you can look at um, opposing defenses, if you're looking at attackers, you know, there's so many different ways, or opposing defenses, or sorry, uh, 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 attack, if you're looking at defenders, so there's 
there's so much that you can do with this. So that information plus the eye test plus your gut feeling, you know, those three things are, are how to make sort of the most complete um, decisions for your team. So again, if it's not Fantasy Football Hub, that's completely fine. Um, but give one of them a free trial and, or give all of them uh, a free trial. I'm sure you could do that um, and see which one you like the best. You know, different people have different preferences. So, um, yeah, I would say go ahead and give it a shot. Go to Let's Talk Soccer uh, on Instagram and click the link in our bio and the rest of the takes subscribe to it or do give it a free trial or you are currently using it as a subscriber, let us know how it's working for you. Um, you know, we try to post uh, some samples and some insights and some data uh, from Fantasy Football Hub on the Instagram page uh, as often as we can. And, you know, from the amount of likes and the amount of saves and the amount of forwards and so on, um, it seems like people really, really like that. So imagine taking that information and multiplying it by the entire Premier League, plus articles from experts and tips from experts and the prediction tool and the comparison tool and so on. You've got yourself a heck of a resource there for uh, FPL managers. All right. Thank you for that. All right, let's do this. Let's go ahead and jump into your questions now. And we're literally just going to uh, start from the... Uh, Let's see, we'll do this in order of when these um, questions were received. So we'll scroll all the way to the bottom of our post there. And the first question is Martial or Jimenez? So we know Jimenez is, what, eight and a half million pounds. Martial's a little bit more. He's nine million. This is a tough one, right? Uh, we've seen Jimenez play already, whereas we haven't seen Martial play yet. We have no idea if Man United are going to be the same Man United during, um, you know, the the, the post-COVID stuff, during the post-restart um, nine games, or, and similarly for, for Martial, who had a heck of a run during that um, post-restart as well, or maybe they're going to be off to a slower start for whatever reason. You know, Wolves, um, you know, have a game in, in the bag already, um, so does Jimenez, of course, and Jimenez. Um, so, you know, this is a, a tough one right off the bat. You know, if you go with Martial, it's a little bit of a leap of faith. Are Manchester United going to score goals this season? Of course they are. Um, you know, you look at that attack, and how can they not, right? And if you actually look at... Um, at their upcoming fixtures, I mean, according to the FDR from the Fantasy Premier League site, you know, uh, game weeks 2 through 11 are just uh, ripe for the picking for United. So, you know, by all accounts, it seems like Martial will, will be a key player in all of that and his owner will get a lot of uh, attacking rewards because of that. But... Um, you know, how do we, do we take an inform Jimenez? And I say that inform kind of in quotations and use that loosely because, you know, it's been one game. 
So um, you can't take too much stock in that. I do believe that Wolves may have a Carabao Cup game going on today. I'm recording this on uh, Thursday, the 17th. So, uh, you know, maybe that's something to watch too. Don't know if he'll start or if he'll play, but maybe something worth watching too. Um, so my my personal preference on this is, uh, is Martial. Uh, I think, you know, you're going to want an asset, at least one in that United attack, uh, and he certainly is a good one to have. Now, if you're planning to have Bruno um, and maybe Greenwood, for instance, then I don't think you need to do the triple up. You want a balanced team. Um, so, you know, maybe stick with Jimenez in that in that case. Or stick with Jimenez until he falls out of form or lets you down uh, or whatever the case may be. You know, Wolves do have um, a very difficult fixture against Manchester City in game week two. So if you're looking at it purely on the best decision for game week two, then I'd probably say Martial. Uh, longer term, I think it's a really, really close call. Uh, Wolves... Uh, fixtures get pretty kind to them as well, um, starting in game week three. Now, it's a shorter run of favorable fixtures. It's only game weeks three through seven, according to the FDR for Wolves, but that's a still a nice little run. Um, and we know that um, Jimenez is on penalty kicks too. So um, take all those things into account. But again, my, my preference is um is martial all right let's see what we have next then here um should i wild card or wait all right so that is um i mean that's that's probably the biggest one that we've gotten uh ever since game week one ended Here's the response that I've given to them, and here's the response I'll give to everybody, including the person that asked this question. Thank you for the question. It depends. Um, it depends on what does your current team look like? How many uh, transfers do you really need to make versus maybe uh, want to make as a luxury? And do those luxury ones absolutely have need to happen immediately or are those things that you can sort of ease your way into um, you know it all of that comes into play you know and also what's your tolerance what's your threshold for taking a hit is it no hit at all is it four points is it eight is it 12 you know all of those things come into play and what I will say too is if you had a bad game week one don't stress out about it we had uh, not so great I mean our score was well above the average, but I think we're still somewhere around like our top 900,000 or something, which is you know far from where we were hoping to have. And when we started out the game week, this always seems to happen to us. We start strong and then all of a sudden things kind of, you know, the, the wheels fall off the bus. Um, but don't, don't let that be the impetus for a wild card. Take a real look at your team. Are these players that uh, maybe who pretty strong or really strong and whatever reason they just just didn't convert into uh, attacking or defensive returns for you uh, if things had been a little bit different uh, would have been a, have been a much better game week 
you need to look at all of those things. Um, you know, the worst reason in the world, I think, for activating your wild card is uh, the FOMO, right? The fear of missing out on something. You know, uh, Bruno is a super popular pick right now. Doesn't mean you have to have him, but certainly um, it's just human nature. And it certainly is the nature of, of, you know, the average FPL manager is if we see uh, a popular player that's being transferred in a lot, uh, we kind of want that player too because we think maybe these other guys know something that we don't, or at the very least, you know, what is that person's, you know, that player's ownership going to do against me if they do have some sort of a return? So I would say um, really take a close look at it and be honest with yourself in terms of need to be made versus want to be made. Can I? make a couple of those transfers now, maybe take a four-point hit if I'm comfortable with that um, so that I don't have to activate my wild card yet. <clears throat> so it really is dependent on the individual. I wish I had uh, a simple answer of yes or no, but wild card just doesn't work that way. So um, hopefully, though, some of the criteria that I just listed out will help you decide on that. We are doing everything we can, so that you know, uh, doing everything we can to maintain our wild card because, you know, there's an international break coming up. Um, you know, we have no idea really of who the in-form and out-of-form players are or will be. Uh, COVID is, you know, a, a variable we haven't really had to deal with before in terms of uh, maybe key players testing positive and having to be kept out for, a, you know, 14 days minimum, which could be, you know, two or three matches. Um, you know, if it is widespread across a team, does that team's fixtures get postponed and rescheduled? I mean, there's all kinds of things. So because there's so much uncertainty, uh, we're going to try to hold on to ours. But uh, never say never, right? Um, who knows? Maybe we, we will use it sooner than later. Um, is Greenwood worth it is our next question. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, certainly if, uh, and everybody will say the same thing, if um, Sancho comes, then it's, you know, an entirely different conversation probably. But um, as of right now, yeah, I think so. You know, he's $7.5 million, so he's not going to eat up a chunk of your budget. Uh, maybe, uh, because he is on the cheaper side, maybe it allows you to do uh, Rashford and Greenwood or Greenwood and Martial or something along those lines. You know, there's there's enough decent options within that price range, you know, especially if you go as high up as the eight and a half million pound range. There's certainly enough good options there um, to replace Greenwood if needed. But, um, you know, I, th I think he's worth it. Um, whether or not he starts this first game remains to be seen, I guess, just given the shenanigans uh, that he had when he was with uh, the England team. But... I haven't heard one way or the other if uh, if Manchester United will, will punish him, um, you know, in any sort of way. Uh, but press conferences, the majority of those, I guess, will happen Friday. So uh, we will certainly post any updates related to to players and, and personnel and game decisions uh, that we see. But definitely something worth um, each of you paying attention to as well. You know, I know the managers aren't super. Uh, helpful and transparent sometimes, but 
every once in a while you'll get a little nugget. Um, is Sice worth it? Absolutely. Um, you know, he's a player that we had uh, post restart, and we're glad we did. Um, you know, he showed his worth um, for Wolves over the weekend. Wolves are expected to get a lot of clean sheets this season, and certainly, like I said a minute ago, you know, despite the Manchester City fixture coming up, um, they're sitting pretty for the next, you know, few, several game weeks after that. So not only does he offer you uh, the the defensive returns that are possible, but also, as we saw, some attacking returns as well. So, yes, um, I think he is definitely one, and he's on our, our watch list for sure. <clears throat> All right, next question. Go with KDB and Calvert-Lewin or the pair of Sun and Werner for the game weeks to follow? You know, another interesting one, and thank you for the question, because we know De Bruyne is going to play. We've got a little sample of Sun, a little sample of Werner. Wouldn't say either of them turned in the greatest performances. Calvert-Lewin played well. He got the goal for Everton over the weekend. We've all probably been burned by Calvert-Lewin before, so is this, you know, a sign of things to come? And he goes on a great run, or um, is he trolling all of us and, you know, uh, you know, he's going to have a, a miserable game this coming weekend. Who knows? Um, I think so. You know, the way I like to look at these things is, you know, overall, what's going to create the most value in terms of potential points based on these decisions? And not only looking at that specific player or pair of players, but um, is there a budgetary difference? Will getting one pair be more expensive and sort of uh, constrain my ability to uh, make improvements, make upgrades in other areas of my team? Or is the pairing actually saving me some money versus the other one I'm looking at and will enable me to spend elsewhere and have a stronger team? So <clears throat> I don't know uh, what the scenario is for for this manager um, let's see, so what, uh, 11.5, so 18.5 and 18.5. So uh, same amount here uh, in terms of uh, prices. Um, I'm going to say De Bruyne and DCL, and here's why. Uh, not that Sun and Werner aren't good um, options, but we look at last season, uh, by far and away, Manchester Manchester City were uh, the most successful attacking team. Most goals, most shots, all that kind of stuff. Um, and the upgrades in players that Everton have made, you know, it showed really well uh, over the weekend. Now, that may be sort of a one-hit wonder, and they may look terrible, like I said, moving forward or not. But, you know, we only have the information um that we have. So we need to make the best decisions we can with that stuff. So I like the combination of De Bruyne and Calvert-Lewin, um, although it's a really close race. Why I didn't choose Sun and Werner is honestly primarily for Sun. Uh, you know, they may, um, they may improve greatly, but it seems like they're down on themselves a little bit. And um, that's never good with a team if you're hoping for 
for good results from them. So, and even, you know, from an ownership perspective, I would imagine De Bruyne is someone you'd want to have. He is certainly uh, a strong captain option week in and week out. I don't know that Sun or Werner are, um, but maybe they are depending on who you are and what you like. Um, But anyway, long way of saying KDB and DCL for me. Take a hit for Ings to Martial. Um, it's really the same thing we just talked about with uh, with the Jimenez or Martial conversation. Um, for a hit, though, I would say no. Um, I would just use my next uh, available transfer to do that um, if it's me. I um, Let's see. So Southampton next. They play Spurs. They play at home. Um, <clears throat> certainly we know that uh, Danny Ings is capable in any game against any opponent uh, of, of knocking in one or two, maybe three. So I would go for him uh, and leave it as is, especially for a hit. And remember, let's do the math on what taking a hit means. It means that if you're just looking at it based on the next game week, and that's it, not over the long term or anything along those lines, but just over um, the next game week, the the player that you're taking the hit for, the one that's coming in your team, needs to earn a minimum of seven points. And here's why. You've got four points gone right away, right? Um, The player that you're getting rid of, presumably, would have earned two points just for playing. So there's six points right there. So the new player coming in, for it to be, for there to be a positive return on that investment and that loss, uh, then the new player coming in has to score more than six, so seven or more. And that's how, that's how we look at it. But no, um, is our answer. We wouldn't, we wouldn't make that move. All right, next up, I'm not sure if this is a question or a statement. Three players from Everton could be a problem for the following game week, question mark. Uh, I don't know if he's telling us that or wants to know if it's a problem, and um, I'll assume it's a question. We'll go with that. For the next game week, no, doesn't look like it. Everton play West Brom at home and actually have a nice little run of fixtures for the next three game weeks. So, you know, like everything else, it depends, and this time it depends on who those three players are. Uh, If it's Digne, you know, say, James uh, and Calvert-Lewin or Richarlison, then I would say, yeah, I think that's a pretty pretty solid get. Now, we do, as we said earlier, we like to diversify things a little bit. You know, uh, the triple up, especially this season, is a little worrisome for the, the COVID reason, like I said. If you know a player or two tests positive for COVID and has been exposed to the entire team, you know that could require some quarantine on behalf of the entire team or several players in that squad, and uh, you know that can come back to hurt you for sure and force you into some decisions that maybe um, you don't want to make. Next question, Fernandez, De Bruyne, and Aubameyang in mid- midfield, is it feasible? Well, yes, it is uh, financially feasible, uh, although you know other areas of your team will suffer. So what you know any manager needs to do is go in and look at what does 
a version of my team with those three players in look like? What's the best, you know, uh, the best 15-man squad I can put together with those three already uh, put in there versus what could I do if I, you know, maybe only had two of those players or whatever, you know, the next option is for that manager <clears throat> and look and see uh, points potential. Again, you're probably looking for something like that. You're looking more long-term than just one particular game week. You know, so uh, try to play it out for, let's say, three to five game weeks. Now, a great way to do this, and, you know, boy, I wish I had a, a tool that would help calculate those potential points for me. Hey, look at that. We do uh, with Fancy Football Hub and their points prediction tool. So, uh, and this is not a, a uh, you know, very, um, you know, uh, bad way of trying to, to sell you on the product, but <clears throat> I've seen other, you know, uh, spreadsheets and tools in the past that, that do a very similar thing, and I've always really liked them. You know, we can't put 100% stock in those things because they are just predictions, although, um, you know, these are based off of bookies' odds, based off of data, and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I think we can trust the algorithm to a degree, and especially over time, you know, while for one particular game week, the predictions may be way off, um, things have a way of sort of regressing back to the mean um, or moving up towards the mean so that, you know, over the course of many games, you know, you're probably right around, you know, within range of what that, that that prediction is over time. So um, I would honestly go in and and do that or, you know, calculate it yourself if you want. But that's how I would um, approach that one, you know, kind of with and without. Next question, Captain Sterling for game week two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> you know, he is a player with a very, very high ceiling, meaning that he could, you know, score multiples, uh, assist multiples, or maybe, you know, all the above at any given time. Uh, you know, it is Wolves, and Wolves have given Man City headaches. I think it's the past three games or so, uh, and kind of embarrassed them uh, in a game last season. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, you know, maybe you want to see Sterling play a game or two before you make that decision and see the team play a game or two before going all in on him. Uh, I believe it was last season uh, in game week one. I believe it was Sterling that banged a couple. And, you know, uh, a lot of managers had a very, very good game week as a result of his performance. So same thing could happen this game week. So uh, I think he's a very legitimate option. I think there's probably better options out there especially because we haven't seen him or Man City play yet. But um, part of this is gut feel, too. And if you're if you're feeling good about it, go for it. Uh, let's see. You know, uh, we're getting just basic captain, op or captain questions. One's about Bruno. I would say the exact same thing that I said for Sterling there. Um, which, let's see, uh, Kane, Son, or both. You know, I'd probably just go with one or the other right now until that team starts to show some better form. Now, if you already have both in your squad and you're kind of uncomfortable getting rid of them, keep them both. You know, it's okay 
to not use your free transfer in a week. You know, let it roll over. And actually, it's even okay if you have two free transfers available and you let one burn. If you're super happy with your team, <clears throat> there's no reason, you know, that you have to make a change just for the sake of making a change. So, uh, you know, same thing goes with player personnel. If, <clears throat> if you, you know, feel like both can can contribute something, then by all means, um, you know, go for it. Let's uh, let's take a quick look here and see underlying stats-wise how uh, how Sun looked. So last game he had two shots, one was on target, one was made from in the boxes. XG was only 0.2, so you know, not super great there. Let's look at Kane. And similar stats, actually, a little lower, XG, uh, 0.17. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe it is worth a change. Um, can't say for sure which one. Depends on who else is in your team, you know, if it's going to keep it balanced. Uh, I personally think Aguero is a great investment. And since he and Kane are... Uh, are the the same price maybe you make that switch if you're comfortable with that or maybe even go for someone like a martial instead of kane as an example <clears throat> and you save that extra money uh to use you know on a rainy day like it is here in atlanta georgia um coincidentally enough or um you use it somewhere else in your team <clears throat> uh let's see um let's see kane or son another one of those uh, Dallas or Trent Alexander-Arnold or Lewis or Gabriel. Wow. Uh, lots of options there. I hate to say this on all these, but it, de it depends. And it's a, it's a genuine response because it's so hard to know who else is in your squad and what owning one or owning the other enables you or prevents you from being able to do. Now, um... I will say that, you know, in isolation, I think it's got to be Trent. Um, listen, Liverpool had a bad game, and they sort of got knocked around a little bit, and I think uh, maybe didn't plan as well as they could have uh, against Leeds, and Leeds, you know, took it to them and almost, you know, walked away with the point, or maybe even more, and certainly their defense looked bad. Now, uh, you know, two of those three goals scored by Leeds – were direct results of uh, uh, Van Dyke, um, you know, playing a, a rather lazy and mistake-filled match. So, you know, uh, you can't blame that. But we also know that Alexander Arnold, you know, is on um, is on corners on one side. He uh, is on set pieces. He likes to get up in that attacking third a lot. He plays a lot of balls into the box and so on. So. You know, if you have him, I would say keep him. Now, this brings up a great question because, you know, like us, I think a lot of managers own Vinagre uh, as an example. You know, a 4.5 million pound midfielder who uh, we all thought was going to start and didn't start. And now we're thinking how – who can we get rid of this person for? I think the the ones that were listed or two of the, the players that were listed in this question – Dallas and Lewis, I think, are great are great options. Um, Lewis really impressed me <clears throat> for Newcastle last game, as did Lamptey in the Chelsea match, and I think that's another one. And certainly, 
they're on our watch list. Dallas and Ailing are on our watch list. So lots of good options there. Um, Gabrielle. Um, I've seen that, that he's one of the most transferred in players. Um, someone asked a question about you know, whether to get him or not. Um, it's really hard to say because you know he had a really, really good game, right? But um, is that sustainable for him? You know, and certainly the clean sheet helped a ton too. Uh, I just don't... I honestly would kind of stay away from the guy if it were me, but I know that, uh, you know, maybe I'm, I'm short-sighted and, and uh, he's going to be a great get, and he very well could be. Um, let's see. Sala or Mane? I think you got to go with Sala, right? Uh, the fact that they're both the same price um, and really both can, you know, I think over the course of the season, both will be very close in terms of, of points, you know, uh, what kind of tips things in favor to Sala for me is, um, that he's on penalty kicks. Um, so, you know, I think that certainly helps. You can never count on those, but the fact that he is, and the fact that he had a great game and seems to be in good form or better form, at least than Mane right now, uh, I think that would kind of tip things in his favor. Uh, let's see, Antonio or Calvert-Lewin or Richarlison for game week two. <clears throat> well, um, you know, if we're, if budget is a concern, certainly Antonio is uh, the, the cheapest of the options there. Uh, although West Ham didn't look great against Newcastle in game week one. And honestly, I would rule him out completely purely because uh, West Ham have a horrific-looking set of fixtures coming up. So, you know what? Just uh, stay away from that right now if money will allow you to. Um, Calvert-Lewin or Richarlison? Richarlison's underlying stats were much better than Calvert-Lewin's. So all things being equal, even though Calvert-Lewin did score that goal, uh, you know, the, the data really points towards Richarlison. So I would um, go with what the data says there. Werner out, Martial in. That's a pretty popular move and a big question. Um, I mm, Man, that's a tough one. Because of the reasons I said earlier, haven't seen how Martial or United play yet. Um, Werner, you know, even though he didn't light the world on fire, certainly... Played a pretty good game, got himself in good positions and such. Um, if you don't have any other Chelsea assets um, and you already do have a United asset or two in your team, then I would probably want a Chelsea player. So unless you have plans for like Havertz or Zayac or, um, or Pulisic sometime soon, then you may want to just keep Werner in and give him another shot. They are playing Liverpool, so that's a bit of a concern too. But um, like anything else, you'd have to prioritize things sometimes. So if there's a you need um, that's more important and more urgent, then I would say prioritize that one first. But 
I don't think it's a bad um, a bad move to replace Werner with Martial if that's something that you're leaning towards. All right, next question. What Chelsea midfielder is the best asset? <clears throat> you know, if everyone's healthy and everything, all things being equal, Pulisic has to be. Um, his stats, especially post-restart, were through the roof. He's proven now and has some experience in the Premier League, unlike Ziyech and um, Havertz do. Havertz, I thought, got pushed around a lot. I thought he looked shaky. Uh, you know, there's a meme of a terrible, terrible pass. Uh, he tried to switch sides and <laughs> just drilled it out of bounds. Um, and not his best effort, for sure. It may take him a little while to to sort of, you know, get in the game, um, get his head on straight, and get used to playing in the Premier League. The only concern, of course, is... Uh, Pulisic is injured, and will that hamstring, those are tricky, and you need to allow them plenty of time to rest. And this, the fact that he had a, a setback uh, before game week one is concerning. We own him, and uh, that's really something that we're keeping a close eye on. Uh, we did make a transfer, just so everyone knows. We did make a transfer. We did, um, I think it was a bombing to Bruno <clears throat> for this coming week, which was something that we had planned. Um, you know, people will have opinions one way or the other on that, but thankfully, you know, they can, everyone manages their own team. So, um, you know, everybody's got to make the decisions that that's best for them. Like I said, that was a plan one. Now, <clears throat> if Polisic is out injured, we're getting, because we own Vinagre too, we're getting dangerously close to not having uh, a even halfway decent starting 11. So, there's a chance we may have to take a hit, even though we don't want to at all. That's something that we're trying to, uh, prevent ourselves from doing as much of the season as we can, although the occasional one isn't isn't really that bad and sometimes actually can be helpful. So uh, nothing against hits, but we're not planning to make one now. But um, best midfield asset for Chelsea, I think, head and shoulders, uh, is Pulisic. Uh, let us see here. Is Eze a good option? Well, we've seen him play one game now in the Premier League. So, um, you know, hard to know. I know he had a lot of success um, previously if, you know, he only got nine minutes of game time in game week one. So hard to say. If you're looking for a punt and looking for a differential, sure. Um, give it a whirl. You know, the six, the six million pound price point is a tricky one because there's not a ton of good options. If you can go up half a million, you could look at Foden, who I think uh, stands to have a good season this year. Uh, but yeah, you know, I say, I say, give it a shot. This is a game, right? Um, have a little fun with it. You know, taking a risk and and sort of veering away from the template team, as the case may be. Um, you know, every now and then is uh, it's good for the soul. So. I say go for it. Um, once, once Palace get past Manchester United, they play Everton at home. Then they have Chelsea away, and after that, it's uh, blue skies ahead or, or green skies. You know, if you're looking at at the FDR on the, the FPL website, but you know, maybe worth it. Pulisic injury update. Wish I had one. Like everyone else, we're waiting to hear if Frank will say anything in his press conference, which. Um, should hopefully be on Friday, but definitely keeping our fingers crossed there. I'm sure that because 
Um, it's a big match against Liverpool this early in the season. My guess is that um, Lampard will keep this kind of shrouded in mystery so that, you know, even if it's just mind games with Klopp and the Liverpool side, um, you know, uh, managers tend to like to do that. So I don't know if we're going to get, you know, best thing, honestly, is to look at um, pictures from team training, videos from team training, and see if we see him out there. That's something we've been doing. If we see that we, uh, you know, if we can see him in something that's current, we will absolutely post that on our Instagram page and let everyone know for sure because we're just as interested as everyone else. If he is healthy, I love it because look at what he did in, what was it, 30 minutes? Uh, run towards the end of uh, the game last season. Uh, Post-restart, he came in and, what, goal and assist, almost had another one of each at a minimum. He just opened up that game and um, just took it on his shoulders and went with it. So imagine what he could do with 80 or 90-minute time um, to hopefully pick Liverpool apart. Should I swap Salah for Bruno? Um, I think that's fine. Uh, we, you know, we don't know certain things. Like I said with Manu, and I've already stated a couple of those a couple of times now, but another factor with them is how does Van de Beek factor in? Does he factor in? Will he start? Will he come on late? Uh, you know, what shape will, uh, OGS play? Um, if Van de Beek is in the, in the starting lineup or not, or when he comes on. So, all things to take into consideration. So, um, huh? You know, it's it's a tough one. You know, there's something to be said for keeping the informed player for a little while until you can see how you know what kind of form the other player has. So, you know, I'm fifty fifty on that one. Quite honestly, I I will support your decision either way, um, for sure. Let's see, what else? Uh, lots of wild card questions and so on. So um, I think I think that's pretty much it. We've gotten all the big ones. So, um, you know, I think, let's see. Oh, here's another one. Do you think having Man City players is essential for this week? You've probably heard us say this. We've posted on Instagram. We've said it before multiple times on these types of podcasts. We don't think anyone or anything is essential in FPL. Um, there are, you know, sort of uh, varying degrees of uh, desirability or demand, I guess you might say, for players. But no one's essential, especially this season. Uh, players are priced, you know, a lot of them are priced so high that we can't include all of them. We just can't with the budgets that we have right now. So you're going to have to make those decisions. Um, you know, even Alexander-Arnold, uh, maybe before game week one's performance, but he's not essential. It's all about what kind of team you can put together as a whole. One player or a couple of players from one team um, aren't what's important. Ultimately, it's about are you putting out the best starting 11 and even bench players are important you know, the best 15-man squad, will say, that you can make? Um, or is there a better version of it out there? And if the better version is out there, or if you have the better version already that don't include certain players like a De Bruyne or a Sala or a Bruno, 
then that's okay. Don't, you know, if you're happy with your team and you legitimately think this team is going to earn me the most points for whatever time frame you're looking at, if you're only focused on game week two, then it's all about game week two. Uh, we would suggest you look further out, uh, you know, maybe the next three at a minimum, five to seven, <clears throat> ideally, maybe even 10. Um, but, but that's how we think those decisions should be made and those player selections should be made. But anyway, uh, went off on a little bit of a rant there. Um, but do you think having Man City players is essential for this week? No. Um, based off of what I just said and based off their, their recent history against Wolves isn't all that great. And you may want to see how Man City, just how they line up, how they look, uh, and all that stuff. So no, I don't necessarily think. Um, if I do think they're essential, should I take a hit? Already answered that. Um, or wild card to get them in. We've talked about the wild card stuff. Um, feeling uneasy about that. So that's a that's another factor that we need to take into account. If uh, you know if you're not going to be able to sleep uh, the night before the deadline, and you're going to be hiding behind your sofa, um, you know this entire game week, and especially during the the Wolves. Man City game, then maybe, you know, maybe just to, um, you know, get your mind at ease, let you sleep a little bit, let you let you rest easy and just take that off of your, that burden off your shoulders, then, you know, maybe that's worth it right then and there. You know, do I think, uh, you know, um, Aguero, Sterling, <clears throat> De Bruyne, like I said, even, um, you know, Foden, do I think that those are going to be good options this season? Heck yeah. Um, you know, they could even be great options against Wolves. Maybe, you know, at some point the tide has to turn in that that matchup. Um, maybe this weekend it, it will be that time. So, you know, uh, there's a leap of faith with everything we do in, uh, in FPL. So, you know, this is just one of those. But, um, you know, I think the overriding factor for the person asking this question is, the uneasiness part. Is it intolerable uneasiness or is it just the FOMO part of it? If it's FOMO, then, you know, that's controllable and, you know, that's not going to, uh, you know, to give you an ulcer or anything like that, um, or stress headaches or whatever it may be. So, you know, maybe you can, can live without that, but you know, there, there always is more, uh, to an answer than you know just yes or no or this player or that player there's there's so much to be taken in and that's something that we really believe in when making decisions on playing your chips uh, making transfers utilizing your budget properly all that kind of stuff you know um, the more um, more criteria that you can bring into it the more um, relevant criteria I should say that you can bring into it always the better. So I think that's going to do it for the questions. Um, before we end, and this is something I probably should have done at, at the beginning, I just I want to thank you guys first and foremost uh, for listening to this, for being part of the Let's Talk Soccer community, uh, for following us on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it may be. You know, uh, my son and I, like I said, started this uh, nearly four years ago, and never the intent to, you know, have uh, nearly 40,000 followers on Instagram, as an example. 
that's just honestly that doesn't really sort of rate with us one way or the other. It's great uh, <clears throat> because it's a a symbol or a sign that uh, what we're doing matters to people, and that's really you know. First and foremost for us, it's a way for father and son to bond over a sport that they love, over a game that they love, and a league that they love, um, and we kind of just did it for ourselves. <clears throat> it turned into something more than that, which is awesome. We have met people from around the world and make friends, and we absolutely consider them friends um, <clears throat> in other all those parts of the world. You know, um, we've gotten to be exposed to new cultures and different ways of thinking and all those great things that happen when you have such a big and such a fantastic community. I don't mean that our Let's Talk Soccer community is that big, although it is pretty big and it blows us away every day, um, but the FPL community in general is big and supportive for the most part. Um, you know, you do have your, your occasional troll um, or disagreement, but you know, that's that's just part of social media. Um, but you know, it's it's um, humbling for us. Um, we're super grateful for the the community that we, the Let's Talk Soccer community that we have. Um, you know, we'll uh, like I said, we're not looking for followers. The the followers, I guess, and all of the likes and the you know the the link clicks and all that sort of stuff is um is just a sort of proof to us that the content we're putting up and the effort that we're putting into all of this matters. Man, I wish that this was a full-time job for me. Um, that would be a dream job. Uh, there's so much more that we want to do, so much more content we want to put out. Um, better quality stuff. you know we, we're not designers, you know we're not designing posts and things like that. Um, you know, as you can tell from the the quality, and I use that term very loosely of this podcast, it's it's not there. Um, you know, but all of that stuff takes time. And with a full-time job for me and school plus football uh, for Josh, it's just it's tough. but you know, we do everything we can and most, you know, free minute that we have, and honestly, sometimes maybe, uh, cheat a little bit and do a little bit of work during work time as a you know if I'm taking a break or whatever too but um but you know we we try and you know all of this activity that we have um, is rewarding for us because it means that um, people like it so you know that's that's a really cool part of it too so anyway not to get too sappy on you guys but um, you know we we can post it in a post and it's words, you know, in an image or in a caption or something, and it's another thing to come out and say it. Um, so we wanted to say that here, and we really do uh, appreciate you guys. We consider you friends and part of a great community of people, and, uh, you know, we look forward to much, much, much more of that as we move on. So hopefully this was a helpful podcast to you guys. Hopefully you got to know us a little bit better. Um, you know, if if you like us, Follow us if you don't, that's okay. Or even if you like us and you don't want to follow us, that's okay. We're not, you know, we're not in this for the followers. You know, we're, um, we're just, we're in it for the experience and because we love uh, what we do with this. So um, thank you guys. Uh, I'm going to get out now 
And, you know, check back, of course, to uh, the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page because that's where we are most active. And that's where we'll post things like uh, team news and uh, tips and player selections and all that kind of stuff. So um, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out. Bye.